We're looking ahead to Monday in fantasy basketball. Streaming options for the beginning of week two, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $500. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So there are 11 games coming up here in the NBA on Monday. It is the beginning of week two. I've done a week two two preview show. I've done a waiver wire show for week two as well. Go check those out. Now we're looking specifically at Monday. Uh, Injuries to monitor, what I'm watching for, what's on my radar, streaming targets, stream of the day. It's all here. So we might as well do it. Yeah, why not? Let's... Get in with our daily look ahead to Monday, October the 30th in the NBA. And we'll start by looking at an injury update. We know that Josh Richardson is out. Precious Achua is doubtful in Toronto. So that's probably going to mean, well, Christian Coloco is out too. That's probably going to mean more Chris Boucher minutes. And maybe, finally, hopefully, it means more Jakob Pertl minutes. Jesus, I hope so. Let's see what happens with that. Dan Gafford is questionable after rolling his ankle last game. He did return to that game, but if he is out, we're really looking at Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari as the guys to take a look at. Ananobi is questionable despite having uh, muscle cramps. That seems like bullshit to me, but we will see there. He With him out, it was Trent and Dick who stood up and became streaming options. Jaden McDaniels is questionable. It looks like he's trending towards a return, so we'll have to see how that plays out with Kyle Anderson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I think Anderson would trend towards a drop. Nick Claxton, um, just as I started recording this, he was ruled out, so he is no longer questionable. Are we going to fall for the old banana in the tailpipe on Dayron Sharp again? I don't think so, but I wouldn't be shocked if Sharp comes out, has 20 minutes, and goes 13 and 13 with two blocks on 65%. I wouldn't be stunned, but I'm not falling for it. You dick me once, I'm not going to go back to that well, although, again, very, very easily, they could go in a different direction. Cam Johnson has also been ruled out for Brooklyn for that game. So that's more Cam Thomas. It's more uh, Royce O'Neal. It's more Dorian Finney-Smith. So Thomas is going to get another opportunity for big minutes and big usage. We'll see where the efficiency goes. Caleb Martin remains questionable in Miami. Um... I would expect that we don't see um, situations or problems with Love or Butler after they set out the last game. They should return. If Martin is out, do they play Jovic again, who's been a DNP for two games? And then with Martin, Butler, Love out, he started and was okay. Played only 21 minutes, though. So we'll see what happens with that one. Um, Santi Aldama and Luke Kanata are both questionable. They did, or they are going to sign Bismack Biombo, but they can't sign him yet. It's got to be five games before they sign him. So regardless of Aldama's status, Biombo won't be playing. On Monday, so um, if Canard is out, we see we've seen more minutes for someone like Zaire Williams, but more importantly for John Conchar off the bench for deeper leagues. Kaminga is currently questionable for Sunday's game. 
I don't know that he's going to play on Monday or not. I don't even know if he's going to play on Sunday. But what we did hear the Warriors say is that they are going to be playing Draymond and Steph and Clay. They're all going to play in Chris Paul on the back-to-back. So even though they're playing Sunday, they are going to play on Monday. Zach Levine was questionable last game, dropped 51 with a sore back and is back on the injury report with a probable tag. We would be silly to expect that he doesn't play, but he is on the injury report, so I'm going to mention it. Let's look at the stream of the day. We use cutoffs here at 45% for 12-team leagues. We use, um, what do I use for 14-team leagues? I think it's 20% for 14-team leagues and um, 10% for 16-team leagues. So for 12-team leagues, categories and points, it's Jalen Johnson again. He was the streamer of the day for yesterday. I haven't seen how Sunday's game plays out, but I don't care. He's 44% of uh, rostered at the moment, meaning he just falls under this. So we're going to roll him again for the streamer of the day. For 14-team leagues, Grant Williams is under 20% rostered. He is definitely worth it there. And then for 16-team leagues, we're going to do the streamer of the day as Malik Beasley. Um, because I, I, don't, I don't know this, but I think the Bucks on a back-to-back, while well, they've sat Middleton on game one, Giannis also had knee surgery in the offseason and has routinely sat back-to-backs through the last three years. I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis does sit on Monday. We will see. We don't know this. And that would just give extra shots to everybody else. So just be aware that there is a possibility that Giannis does not play on Monday after he had knee surgery in the offseason. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also, and more importantly, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You don't have to make this a full-time job. You don't have to sit there and grind through with salaries and um, spreadsheets and algorithms against pros. It's just player projections. And you look at them and go, uh, more or less. It couldn't be easier. It's fast. You can do up to six players. And you can get up to 25 times your money back. It's the most fun that you can have. You can win that 25 times your money all through any sport. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and play your entry. They also offer weekly promotions leading to big payouts like Taco Tuesday which happens, coincidentally, every Tuesday. Pricepick discounts select player projections up to 20% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA, and it is a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's bring it in for some more streaming action. For Monday, let's do all of these guys are available in over 50% of leagues, one per position. Cole Anthony at point guard. Yep, they got a great schedule this week. I love that. Kobe White, I know he stunk in that first game and his shooting percentages have been rough, but we know this, right? There's one thing you really have to pay attention to is that he's shooting, I think, 24% from two and 18% from three. He won't. He won't do that. It is going to come back and bounce back at a big stretch. Now, if he were in a big stretch, like he's going to have a really hot, hot streak, if he gets benched and plays 22 minutes a night, that is way more concerning than shooting 18% across three games. It's way more concerning. So I am still in the business of Kobe White unless they bench him and play him 20 minutes a night, then we're out. It's been bad shooting, absolutely, but I'm still in. Small forward, we're going to go the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay. At power forward, we're going to go with Jalen Johnson pretty clearly. And at center, we are going to go with Nas Reed, although... There is some concern if Jaden returns how they use Nas. We're still using him as a pretty strong streaming option, I think, uh, for Monday's games. For deeper leagues, these are all available in over 80% of leagues. Jalen Suggs, you can even consider him a 12-team streamer. 
Bad first game, good second game. We are just going to focus on him for defensive stats. I don't think he had four steals, two blocks, which is not a regular occurrence. He's not going to get that much. But for two steals, sure. He's worth a stream. Shooting guard, Alec Burks, while Morris and Bogdanovich are out. He is driving a lot of what they do. Their starting lineup, despite the Pistons playing well, their starting lineup has been pretty bad. Their bench guys, when Burks gets mixed in there, that's what works. And that's why they're giving him more minutes. He's worth a look. Malik Beasley, again, we are sort of assuming that Giannis is going to be out. Power forward Grant Williams and then Kelly Linick at center, who had a good game, then not so good game. How they use him with Collins and Kessler is still up in the air. But considering how widely available Linick is at the moment, we have to pay some level of attention to that. Now, normally I would do two for ones at this point, but Monday is 11 games and Wednesday is 13 games. So we're not going to be you know, looking at super streaming options there. You don't get the two-for-one usually in that spot. But what we will look at is the chunk, what happens over the next five days. And over the next five days, there are three quality game opportunities on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And these six guys are all available in over 50% of leagues who played two quality games from Monday through to Friday. So we've got Cole Anthony. There's Karis Levert, and the Cavs have got a really strong schedule, and we still don't know about Garland, Mitchell, and Allen for the week. Uh, and the Suns have a great one. Four quality games this week, two in the next five days. So Drew Eubanks and Josh Okogie are both there as well. Okogie playing a lot of minutes. Eubanks, even in 20, can be useful. Remember, when we're using these ads on the, the quality games in the chunks, it's about getting two for the price of one. So while Eubanks might play 18 minutes, you're getting 36 minutes of action for one waiver wire ad. Jalen Suggs also with a two. And then Quentin Grimes has been struggling a little bit grimy. The minutes are a little bit iffy, but he is available. And again, it's a two-for-one type scenario. Can you get two games out of him? Does that mean 48, 50 minutes? That's pretty good, yeah? If you use that one waiver out on one player, you won't get 50 minutes of action. So that's where we have to sort of change, I guess, our frame of mind in terms of how we view these players. Let's look at what's on my radar. Go through the 11 games on Monday. Boston and Washington, the first game. I do want to see Derek White because his usage has been low, but he shot really well and he is going to rack up defensive stats. No one doubts the defensive stats from White. It's more about usage and shooting to me. Um, I was pretty down on him in the preseason, even though you know how much I love Derek White. It was more just how does he get the opportunities for shot attempts to get there or even ball handling chances. Again, that hasn't materialized. He's just shot really well and got tons of defensive stats. So let's see how that all plays out. And then for the Wizards, I want to see what they do with Avdia because he played 27 minutes last game. I don't think that's enough, honestly, for Avdia to be a must-roster 12-teamer, but let's see how they use him. In terms of streams, there's not much on Boston that's available in over 50%. Peyton Pritchard, but that's yeah, that's clutching at straws. While for the Wizards, I would stream in Avdia if I've got that open roster spot to see how he is able to um, perform in that scenario. For the next game, we look at the Chicago Bulls, which I don't really want to watch any Chicago Bulls, but here we are against the Indiana Pacers. Patrick Williams, I think he might be cooked as an NBA-level starter. Uh, he looks bad. They're playing him low minutes. Um, he's a very clear 12-team drop, but let's watch not only how he looks, but how they use him. Do they just play him 20 minutes a night again? Torrey Craig, Alex Caruso bumping up. Th that is key to watch. And then for the Pacers, we want to watch Aaron Neesmith because he outplayed Obi Toppin. He's very clearly ahead of Jarris Walker. He shot extraordinarily well. I think he's on the radar to be streamed in at least, and you'll see he's my stream option there. But does he overtake Toppin? Because we know that Carlisle loved using him last season. So let's see. For streams, Alex Caruso, if he gets 30 minutes, he's a must-roster player. It's been up and down, but if William sucks, which I think he might, then Caruso's got that opportunity, the old rabbit hunter, and then Neesmith is a pretty good stream option there too, I think, for the Pacers. The next game we look at, we've got the Nets and the Hornets. Um, 
as I said, Brooklyn are missing Claxton and Johnson. So we are going to watch Cam Thomas again. We know there's going to be big usage. We know there's going to be big minutes. But if the shot doesn't fall, how does Jacques Vaughan um, respond? Does he cut his minutes? Does Cam Thomas do something different? Does he defend? Or is it all just dribble, 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 step back? Because dribble, 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 step back might look good on highlights if they go in, but does it then lead to issues with the rest of the team, which is something we need to watch. For the Hornets, I do want to watch Brandon Miller, who's played pretty well, probably exceeded my expectations early on. I still do have some concerns about how he gets enough minutes if and when Miles Bridges returns, which is more when than if at the moment. So how they distribute Miller's minutes will be something to watch. For the streams, with those absences, again, I'm not going to go back to Dayron Sharp. You're not fooling me again. So I'm going to look at Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith as Brooklyn stream options. And then for Charlotte, there's not much that's available in over 50. Maybe we go with Big Dick Nick, but I'm not sure that Nick Richards plays enough to really impact 12-team leagues there. The next game on my radar, we're looking at the Blazers and the Raptors. And it is fair to say that Scoot Henderson has been objectively bad in two games. That does no that is no um editorial on his future or whether he's going to be good. And if you do roster him, you should have known this. You know that he will be bad and he will improve, so you hold him. But let's see, can he show some flashes of turning it around this quickly? We'll see. For the Raptors, with OG Ananobi questionable, do they do they unfurl Dick again? Because Grade A was pretty good, the old prestige penis, in that second game, but he was sort of out of the rotation before that. Will Dick have an opportunity to overtake Trent in the rotation at some point this season? Let's get some more data points on it. In terms of streaming for Portland, it's probably Thibault, but that's only when you're looking for defensive stats. He's pretty rough in every other area. And then Boucher, with the likely absence of Precious Achua, Chris might play 21 minutes off the bench behind Jakob Pertl. He might play more if Pertl gets into foul trouble again, and that would absolutely open up some value for the wiki himself. Some other things that are on, or another game that's on the radar, we are looking at Minnesota and Atlanta. This is a back-to-back for Atlanta, but I'm going to put a couple of things in there. Um, I want to watch what they do with Nas Reed, especially if Jaden McDaniels plays. And then for the Hawks, let's see what is up with DeJounte Murray. I think my thoughts on Murray have been pretty well chronicled. Let's see if he can do anything to improve on pay, upon where I see him, or is he just that guy? On the stream side of things, these guys are available in over 50%, and they really shouldn't be. It is Nas Reed and Jalen Johnson as guys that, honestly, they should be rostered in all 12-team leagues uh, for the foreseeable future. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fangio. Score early this NFL season with Fangio, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets without with any winning $5 money line bet. That's it. You place a money line bet for 5 bucks, you win it. You get $150 in bonus bets, and then you can use those bonus bets on spreads, on game totals, on player props, on futures for the NFL, the NBA, college basketball, whatever it is that you want to use it on. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, so there's never been a better time. If you've been thinking about joining Fangio, you do it right now. Go to Fangio.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fangio is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go into another game that we're going to be paying attention to. Uh, what's on my radar for this next game? It is the Detroit Pistons and the Thunder. The Thunder game from Sunday, as I'm recording this, is just finishing up, and they got absolutely smacked, and it's not a great not a great sign again for Josh Giddy. Yeah, not, not looking great there at the moment. I hope the guy turns it around. Hasn't been good so far. Um, for the Pistons, I do want to watch Alec Burks. Is he a Alec Burks? Is it a key part of 
of their rotation again off the bench? Does he close ahead of Killian Hayes? I think he's worth a stream. For the Thunder, well, I haven't put anything in there to watch because that game just finished, but let's just hope it's a better showing. But more importantly, I just want to see Josh Giddy do better. In terms of streams, Alec Burks again, and then Lou Dort, who is going to be hit or miss, we know that, but there is an opportunity to stream him here. The next game on my radar, we're looking at the Dallas Mavericks and the Memphis Grizzlies. On Dallas, it's Derek Lively. Now, how do they use Derek Lively in this game will be important. The first game, he brought off the bench and played 30 minutes. The second game, he started, played 17 minutes, and didn't didn't play in the entire second half. Shout out to Jason Kidd. What a legend. How does Lively look here? Because I just think they need to be giving him 24 a night, every night. And the way that he can partner alongside Luca is really important. But if they start him and play him as a 16-minute-a-night guy, our leash has got to be short. Let's see what they do. And then for the Grizzlies, Zaya Williams. He had a double-double last game. His rebounding has been really strong, and we still don't know the status of Kanad and Aldama. Aldama's going to start regardless. Not Aldama. Um, Zaya Williams is going to start regardless, and he's turning into at least a stream option. We sort of looked at him as a maybe we grab him at the end of drafts, probably more 14 teams, and he's actually been okay. In terms of streams, we're looking at Williams's. We're looking at Grant Williams in Dallas, and we're looking at Zaire Williams in Memphis as stream options. The next game that is on my radar is the Warriors and the Pelicans. The Warriors are playing their game on um, Sunday. They claimed they're not going to rest anyone on the back-to-back. At the moment, I don't know whether John Kaminga is going to be available, though. Um, For the Pelicans, what I want to watch is CJ McCollum, because you know that I was out on him as a pick in the 70s, but he's been really good. It has been on some very high shooting numbers and some uh, high steal numbers. But nonetheless, he's been very good. So let's continue to watch how his role evolves. In terms of streams, Moses Moody would be an interesting one to me, especially if Kaminga is out, but he could also go with a Dario Saric. It is hard to know because we haven't seen how the rotation plays out with Draymond back. For the Pelicans, it is Larry Nance who might get more of those Valanciunas minutes as he gets a little bit healthier. I'm not feeling particularly confident though. The next game of the day we look at is the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. Kevin Love and Jimmy Butler should return after resting last game. Love, I expect, will start, but is he a 22-minute guy or a 28-minute guy? Because we've seen both of those things. I don't think that Love will be a 12-team league player, but he can be at least a streamer when you're looking for rebounds. For the Bucks, no, nothing to watch for. It's a back-to-back for them. You can stream Kyle Lowry for the Heat. He's playing pretty good minutes, and Josh Richardson's out. You're not going to get scoring, but you will get some assists, and that is always useful. And then I think Malik Beasley or even Jay Crowder for the Bucks could be an option, especially if Giannis is out. Then, of course, Bob Portis can jump into that zone as well. The second last game of the day we look at is the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. And of course, we look at nothing else except for Walker Kessler. What the bloody hell is going on? Are they going to keep him as a a 22-minute-a-night player? He's blocked one shot in three games. Now, I know I got it wrong on Walker Kessler. I was down on him, but I wasn't this down. But also, don't drop him. We're holding, and we want to see how this all shakes out. For Denver, they're on a back-to-back. They just smacked the uh, Thunder today. Big games from Peyton Watson and Christian Brown. Watson, man, I think he might be a good player, but he looked pretty good in that game. In terms of streams, Keontae George, he's a stream and hold. I don't know whether he starts at point guard in this game, but don't be shocked. It's going to happen really soon. And then for the streams, while you could throw Brown, you could throw Watson, uh, Reggie Jackson, another option there. Jackson has got the majority of the minutes, the majority of the games, but it was Brown and Watson who stepped up in a smacking of the Thunder today. And the last game, 
of the day that we look at is the Orlando Magic and the Lakers. This is a back-to-back for the Lakers. For the Magic, I want to watch Wendell Carter Jr., whose minutes have been down. Is it really going to be a minute split between him and Mo Wagner, or are there other things there? I think it's more other things, but let's see it. And then in terms of streams, Cole Anthony's still available. He shouldn't be. You grab him. They've got a great schedule coming up. And then for the Lakers, maybe Christian Wood. I, I don't know whether Anthony Davis is going to sit or LeBron. It is possible. And that might give a few extra minutes for Wood and in particular more usage for the Crucifix himself. So he does become a streaming option there. And that will do it for the daily look ahead for Monday's games in the NBA. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. I think you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.